Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballin in one of the Sunday morning services. John the Gospel, chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born, of, born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the one begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him, and he cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness we have all received, and grace from grace. For the law was given to through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. You know, as we are moving into a time, into a season of Christmas, celebrating the birth of Lord Jesus Christ, you know, I came back to the, 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 the portion of the scripture that I like the most. It's from the Gospel of John, chapter 1. This morning, I would like to title my message as the visibility of the, the invisible God. The visibility of the invisible God. The key scriptures for this morning are from John chapter 1 verse 18 and Colossians chapter 1 verse 15. As we read John chapter 1 verse 18 says, No one has seen God at any time. We are talking about an invisible God. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, who is, the bosom, who is in the bosom of the Father, He has declared God. No one has seen God at any time. Colossians 1.15 says, Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Children of God, this morning we are here to tell that we serve a God who is not visible. We serve a God who has not seen by anyone. If you take, take back to the history, right from the creation of Adam and Eve, we knew very well, we know very well that Adam and Eve have seen God Almighty before they sinned. Once they commit sin, when they committed sin, they could no more see God. God has become somehow invisible for mankind. You know, God in all his authority, in all his majesty, he came down from heaven. Before that, he was not seen by anyone. You know, if scripture says, if we see God, 
we die. Children of Israel, when Moses was at the mountain, when Moses was coming down, he couldn't even see the glory of God that was resting upon Moses. We are talking about a God who is invisible. You and I are like fools following this God whom we have never seen. And to the eyes of the world, we are like fools today because we, have, we serve a God who has not seen. They come to our worship center and they find out, where is your God? We don't see your God here. What are you worshipping? You are, are you fools? You are worshipping something which is not there. You are worshipping somebody who is not to be seen. That is so true. We worship a God who is invisible. That's what scripture says. You know, I would like to outline this chapter from verses 1 through 18. If you want to outline this chapter in a broader way, this is what I can say. Verses 1 through 5 talk about the eternal word. The eternal word. Verses 6 through 13, they talk about the true light. You know, this will help if anybody is taking notes of my sermon. I don't think anyone is doing except Melvin. Yeah. He does that sincerely, faithfully, every time. He almost replicates my message, right? And he goes down and tells everybody. And this is what pastor is preaching there. That's good. So if you are taking notes, this will help. Verses 6 through 13 talk about the true light that came to this world. Verses 14 through 18, word became flesh. Now I see more people taking notes. Praise God. He is outlining this chapter, the eternal word, the true light, Word becoming, becoming flesh. Now if you want to outline a little more detail, this is what we will do. Verses 1 and 2, they talk about the pre-existence of Christ. Pre-existence of Christ. Scripture says, Christ was in existence before all things were created. Verse 3 talks about Jesus was not made. You know, this is important fact that we need to understand Verses 4 to 9, they talk about life and the light that we find in Jesus. Verse 10 talks about the invisibility of Jesus. Verses 11 to 13, they talk about becoming children of God. Verses 14 through 18, visibility of the invisible God. You know, we don't have time to go through everything, but I want to touch upon key important factors there that will strengthen our faith this morning. Let's read verses 1 and 2 again. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Scripture talks about the eternal nature of the Word. We all know that the Word refers to Jesus Christ. In the beginning, when God created the whole universe, in the beginning, Genesis verse 1, chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning, the word was in existence. And the word was with God. And the word was God. You know, that itself clearly defines that Jesus was in existence even before the creation. When everything was made, it was made by him and through him. In the beginning. And the word was with God. So word is different. The God is different. The word was with God. We are talking about Trinity here. And it says, the word was God. Jesus was God by himself. God Almighty sent Jesus and the Holy Spirit. There are three different manifestations of God Almighty. The three of them, they are God by themselves. 
but they are together they are together they are not three different gods but they are gods by themselves but they coexist as one god that's what we talk about trinity the triune nature of the godhead now he was there in the beginning and he is there right now today and he will be there even in the future i want to read one scripture quickly revelations 9 revelation chapter 19 verse 13 at the end of the seven years of tribulation when lord god comes upon this earth in a visible way to everyone he is going to be visible on that day scripture says in revelation the 19 chapter verse 13 he was clothed with a robe dipped in blood the one who is going to come on the white horse he was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the word of god his name is called the word of god you know jesus was there before everything was created and when everything is going to be destroyed jesus will be there the word we are talking about the word that is alive today you know the greek word which is used here to represent word the term word in john chapter 1 is logos logos simply means the written word of god you know in the greek world logos means it often the logos is used to personify god personify god to understand the incarnate nature of god in human you know at times in the greek people the world can understand this term logos that it is an instrument which was used to execute god's plan on this earth again if you want to take it further in greek philosophy the term logos was used to describe the intermediate agency by which god created everything that we see today all the material world we see today was created by god through this logos through this intermediate agency jesus christ and god at times used this intermediate agency the word to communicate to people you know that's understanding that's a background in which john is writing this gospel and he's saying that he's talking about the word now i want to quickly read a couple of scriptures where we see word of god was in existence and word of god was in the functioning as an intermediate agency for the creation of things word of god word the logos was used as an agency for to communicate to communicate god's plan on this earth Psalm 33 verse 6 says listen to me Psalm 33 verse 6 by the word of the lord the heavens were made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth by the word of the lord the heavens was made god using this word as an intermediate agency for creation Psalm 107 verse 20 says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions who is the word the word of god is talking about the word which came from heaven Jesus Christ God send Jesus Christ to heal them from their sicknesses he does that today and he'll continue to do that Psalm 119 verse 89 says forever o lord your word is settled in heaven forever o lord your word is settled in heaven Psalm 147 verses 15 through 18 he sends out his command to the earth his word runs very swiftly he gives snow like wool he scatters the frost like ashes 
He cast out his hail like morsels. Who can stand before his cloud? He sends out his word and melts them. He causes his wind to blow and the waters flow. You know, God using Jesus as an intermediate agency to do what God wants to do on this earth. Logos was considered as a bridge between heaven and the earth. The word is a bridge between God and people. And the material things that we see today in this world. The living word of God was fully God. It, it was fully man was seen when Jesus was born in this world. Verses 1 and 2 talk about the pre-existence of Jesus Christ. Let's move to verse 3. Verse 3 says, All things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. You know, this morning, this is, I believe it is very important. At times, the enemy throws confusion in this area and he takes us away from the word of God. And this morning, I want you to listen to me. Muslims and Jehovah's Witness or some group of people, they believe what is called Arianism. It's an ancient you know, heresy from 4th century. And even it is very well today. There are churches that we see today in different places. I don't want to name other churches they believe that still. But there are churches like what Muslims believe and the Jehovah Witness believe. They say that Jesus was not God. Jesus was not eternal. But Jesus was created by God. That's their belief. That's the reason, you know, Jehovah Witness, they are just holding on to Jehovah. According to their belief, Jesus was a created being. According to their belief, they say that Jesus was the first creation before God created everything. He created Jesus, so he was pre-existent before everything was made. But scripture doesn't say that. Scripture says, says this is what scripture says. All things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. That means, nothing was created before anything else. And through him, the universe was created and it was totally controlled. So nothing was there. So Jesus was not created, but he was there. He was there from eternal from eternity in the past and he is going to be there to the eternity in the future it also says they also believe there was when he was not that means he was not there but he was created they are trying to put a fact to that saying that Jesus was a finite being Jesus has a beginning and he will have an end. That's the reason they are not able to consider Jesus as God. But my scripture says he was there right from the beginning. The incarnate word, according to them, the Logos is finite. So Jesus is not God, so Jesus cannot be worshipped. You know, that's their final idea, final conclusion. 
But scripture says Jesus was not made. Verse 3 is again very clear. In fact, verse 1. The word was with God and the word was God by himself. And all things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. Scripture is very clear. That God was not, Jesus was not created by God. He was not a created being by God the Father. But he was coexisting. He was coexisting even before anything was created. Christ was not made. Without him, there was nothing. That means he is God. You know, this morning, the fact that you and I need to understand is, Jesus is God. Jesus is God. When he came down to this earth, God coming down to this earth. Let's quickly move to verse 18. There we talk about the invisibility of God was 18. It's a very interesting scripture. It says, no one has seen God at any time. But they have seen the only begotten son who is in the bosom of the father. He has declared God. No one has seen God. The scripture that came into my mind is this. Psalm 14 verse 1. Psalm 14 verse 1. Scripture says, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. The fool has said, said in his heart, there is no God. Here verse 18 says, no one has seen God. And I want to come back to the beginning of my sermon. Who is the fool here? Someone who has not seen God, he is a fool. Or somebody who says there is no God, he is a fool. Bible says in Psalm 14, 1, the fool has said in his heart that there is no God because God has not seen by anyone no one has seen God Yuri Gagarin the first cosmonaut of Soviet Russia he went into space in 1961 even before I was born and he went into space and he saw the space and this is the command he made he said I don't see any God out here you know, today people are in that kind of understanding. We don't see God here on this earth. Probably we need to go to another planet to see God. Maybe God is a kind of, you know, celestial being. God may be like UFO. Sometimes he appears and he goes. You know, that's the kind of belief that we see around. But scripture says, God is not seen by anyone. But he is believed. He is believed. And you and I, we have never seen God but we believe in God. Children of Israel, they saw the work of God in their lives. But they have never seen God. You and I do the same thing. We see the work of God in our lives. We see at times when we are in the presence of the living God, our eyes water because we see the presence of God touching our lives. When we open our eyes, we don't see God there. But see, we see the work of God in our lives. Some of those habits which we are not able to get away with, God helps us and we see God working in our lives. Today morning as we were driving, we heard a testimony, someone saying that, I am changed now. God changed me. How that happens? It happens because we worship a God whom we are not seen. 
We don't try to see. We don't try to go to different places to see God. There are a group of Christians, a bunch of Christians, they run here and there just to see God. And today, God could be seen only in the Son Jesus. And how many of us have seen Jesus? We have not seen Jesus. The moment we see Jesus, we think about Jesus, the picture of Jesus comes in front of us. Probably the Bible describes him in such a way that people put a figure to Jesus that comes in our mind. But we have not seen Jesus. The first century people, the, the, the initial, you know, before the, after the uh, no, birth of Lord Jesus Christ, people who lived on this face of this earth, a small, in a small region, they saw Jesus face to face. None of us have seen, but we believe. Blessed are those who believe without seeing. Let's not try to see God. Let's not try to do 40 days of fasting, saying that, Lord, I want to see you somehow. It's not biblical. It's not biblical. There are some people, they are fasting 21 days, saying that, Lord, somehow you need to appear in front of me, Lord. It's a foolish thing to ask. God wants us to believe in him. John chapter 4, verse 24 says, the reason why we don't see God is this. John chapter 4, verse 24. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. God is spirit. You know, we worship a God who is not an image. We worship a God who, is not, who doesn't like, you know, appear like when Jesus was on flesh. We worship a God who doesn't, you know, appear like something, some object. We worship a God who is spirit? That's what Jesus was trying to sell that, tell that Samaritan woman. She couldn't understand. She said, we need to go to this mountain. We need to go to that mountain. We need to go to this church, that church. There you will see God. No. Jesus said, God is spirit. 1 John chapter 4 verse 12 says, No one has seen God at any time. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 17 says, Now to the king of king eternal, King immortal, King invisible to God who alone is wise. Be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Isn't it not thrilling us that we serve a God who is not seen, who is invisible? But now when we come to verses, verses 14 through 18 in John Gospel chapter 1. Verse 14 says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and full of truth and verse 18 says no one has seen god at any time the only begotten son who is in the bosom of the father he has declared him now let's turn to colossians chapter 1 verses 15 through 18 as paul writes paul is kind of echoing what John says here, Colossians 1, 15 through 18. Bible says, he is the image of the invisible God. Listen to this, how beautifully Paul is putting this. He is the image of the invisible God. He's talking about Jesus Christ. The firstborn over all creation. For by him, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things. And in him all things consist. 
And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. Paul is saying that Jesus came down to this world and he was the image of God. We see God in Christ Jesus as 1 John 18 says, we have seen the only begotten son of the father. In Jesus, we see God. You know, when we see Jesus, this is what we can understand from Jesus. When we look at, into the birth of Lord Jesus Christ, the way he come down to this earth, the way he was born as a baby, the way he was growing up, the way he was ministering, and the way he died, the way he resurrected, we realize that God is real. God is real. The manifestation of God that we see in Jesus Christ tells us today that God is real. As scripture says, as John writes, you know, children of God, the law was presented through Moses, but Jesus appeared and he brought grace to us. We see his grace, we see his love in Lord Jesus. Scripture also says we see the glory of God in Lord Jesus Christ. And more than everything, the birth of Lord Jesus Christ gives us hope. Gives us hope to each and every one of us. The death and the resurrection gives us hope. You know, when we compare our lives on this earth, we are born in this world, we are living in this world, and one day we are going to go away from this world, and our life is not going to end only because since Jesus rose from the dead according to Paul he says as Jesus rose from the dead our bodies are going to rise from the dead and the mortal is going to put on immortal and we are going to live with the Lord forever and ever and this morning we are talking about the visibility of the invisible God in the appearance of Lord Jesus Christ this morning, I believe God wants to encourage us. God wants us, wants us to know this message that He is real. He is not a prophet. He is not the one who was created by God, but He was God. And He was in existence with God. And He is continuing to exist as God. And He will continue to exist in the future as God. And this morning, you know, some of our faith may be low, but this morning God is telling you that Jesus is the hope of your life. Shall we close our eyes? Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipf.org. God bless you.